Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well this evening. How are you doing, Sarah? Doing all right. It's Thursday night, and yeah. looking forward to Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know I was telling you before we uh, got started how, uh, you know, it's, it's, the week's been been good overall, but uh, yeah, but then I've been, like, fighting the urge to, like, add the Thursday afternoon, like, new stuff to the rundown. It's been one of those, it's been one of those weeks where I think everybody's just trying to get all their stuff out before the holidays. Yeah, and for some reason, I don't know what it is about this week, but I I saw some stuff on Twitter. I saw some um, messages you sent me, and I'm still looking at the rundown being like, huh. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay. Haven't watched yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this is what they call well, news. That, yeah, I mean, it's called news. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, because you know when I when I started the rundown, you start you 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 sent me the rundown list, and like you always do, you you know Friday before we before the, for the upcoming week, and so of course Saturday night, we we get the the Spider Verse trailer, uh that that dropped, um. You know, for Spider Verse Two, I guess Part One. Uh, back into, I, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, well, that's instead. I mean, I was instead. I mean, as I was putting together the rundown, even today, I was just like, well, let's see. Since then, we've had Spider Verse, we've had Superman and Lois teaser. There was Cobra Kai trailer today. There was um, what else happened? Oh yeah, I yeah. haven't I mean, watched Matrix. Any of these, so stop no, I have me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just no, I'm just saying it's just been that's, this is my point. It's just been so much stuff. I haven't even had a chance to like. I think I finally got to the Matrix trailer yesterday. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and watching those trailers. Yeah, and 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 then of course there was like news that another Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was going to drop, and I was like, I think even tweeted like, Nah, I'm good. I don't need anything yeah. more. Yeah. Unfortunately, YouTube keeps dropping them when I'm watching videos, and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I don't know. I like. I saw you message me about the Spider Verse, but here's here's me. Well, for whatever reason, the way you framed your message, it did not dawn on me that that was the sequel to Into the Spider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and maybe it's because we haven't talked about the sequel right. in years. Yeah. But it just did not, and I was like, oh, okay, and then. And then you you did you did also say something about spoilers and I'm like I am not watching that then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to see anything. <laughs> it's an but. amazing. Yeah, it just reminded me, but it was one of those things because it dropped it, it, again watching football, you know, into Saturday Saturday night, and I just had, I was I got on Twitter and I was like, huh, Spider Verse, and. And it was, and, and then I clicked on it, and I was like, "Holy shit! It's like a new, new trailer." And you know, as Miles doing it, you know, Miles in his room, and and then you know, Spider Gwen shows up, and it's a banger. And and then of course, you know, given that we are uh, literally a week away from from No Way Home, um, we get uh, we get the original, the OG multiverse, and as far as Spider Man. And uh, he, Miles gets pulled into the multiverse, but but with with Gwen, and they end up encountering Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, Miguel O'Hara. So it's like, 
and it's like part one and it come out it comes out in October of next year. So I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to camp can't cannot wait because you know and I both we've talked about this ad nauseum how much we love the uh the, the original. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we're gonna have to. Uh, apparently yep. it's not coming out until October. And by yes. that time you will have seen three fourths of the movie because of the number of trailers they will yeah. drop. Exactly. So especially given that a Sony because they can't help themselves. <laughs> they cannot help themselves. Um, and apparently Kevin Feige is drinking that Kool-Aid too, as he confirmed that Daredevil and some other Netflix Marvel heroes are in the MCU and will be seeing them soon. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he did drop that little nugget earlier in the week, and of course, you know, with 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 Hawkeye, which we'll I know we'll talk about later, and you know, and of course the potential kingpin there, and and you know, basically, you know, Kevin was like, yeah, you know, Charlie Cox will be our Daredevil. We don't know when he's coming or where he's coming or how he's coming, but he is your Daredevil. So I'm just like, okay. And then, yeah, and then open the door to what about the other folks from the other other Netflix Marvel shows? And uh, I guess of the four other of of Jessica, Luke Cage, and and Finn, I would think probably we may maybe we'll see Jessica Jones again, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. So I mean, is- right now it's all about Daredevil. Yeah. Like he's he's the one who made the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. He's the one where we're noticing connections already to some of the stuff currently going on to the MCU. So he's the right. one people want to see. Yeah. And and if the others follow, then that's cool. But I don't know. We're we're just spoiled right now. Yeah, we are. I, I know Barenthal basically was like he was kind of like I don't know if the Punisher can my Punisher could show up in the MCU because. But uh, so I think he kind of put cold water on the Punisher showing up, at least his version, because he can't play. He he's like, I can't do PG-13. <laughs> well, but it's, I mean, Deadpool isn't going to do PG-13. So, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. But it's funny how these shows, have, how it's evolved, because, you know, whenever these Netflix shows first came out, they were like very consciously not a part of the MCU. And now everybody's like clamoring for it to be a part of the MCU. So it's just funny how things come full circle. Right, but from what I understand, that has to do with some issues between Feige and some higher yeah. ups at Disney, and so yeah. there was a there was a line drawn. And over yeah. the years, as some things became massively successful and other things not so much, True. that line has now been pushed back to be like, oh no no no, I get yeah. my hands in all playgrounds. Yeah, we got okay? that. Yeah, we got that IP back, so we're gonna play with it now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking about things that cannot be PG-13, the boys have announced a spinoff at Brazil Comic Con called The Boys Diabolical, a new eight-episode <laughs> animated <laughs> anthology series. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Like, what? We just we just watched Invincible. Yeah. And and that was like rated R, and now the boys are going animated. So what? Like. Can can the kids have anything? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's I, cheaper to do animated. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think that's part. That's part of it too. I think it is cheaper. And 
Uh, but apparently, they're they're it's, the writers for this anthology. I mean, they're they're bringing in like Aquafina and Andy Samberg, and of course Seth Rogen's going to be um, writing one of the episodes. So, Isha um, Tyler. So they are going to just continue to expand this universe. And I guess this is what the second spinoff for the boys, because I know we have the the boys university show too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that they're not like bloating this universe. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we got one good quality show. Yeah. So before you announce five prequels, like, let's yeah. slow the roll. Yeah. And, and give us a date for season three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2022. Yeah. It's, it's going to be in the fall of 2022. Yeah. Probably August or yeah. September. That's usually when they drop. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think Kripke said. I mean, I think all, obviously all the principal photography's been done, and now they're just working on special effects and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I think you're right. Yeah. Now I I was not surprised by one bit of news that came out this week because it's just it's like okay, all right, you got you got a director with a DC property who mm-hmm. just. We we hear her name in one one Newsweek, and then we're going to hear it for about six months. Um, the latest update on this whole Patty Jenkins things is that she has finally decided to take a step back as the director of the what the film fans are all clamoring clamoring for a a remake of Cleopatra to focus on Wonder Woman three and Rogue Squadron. So. Just when you thought we <laughs> were done, nope. She's like, "Oh yeah, last week didn't happen," and yeah. and I'm actually still weighing my options here. And it's like, okay, okay, Good. yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the actually the director of Cleopatra was going to be the uh, one of the I think the directors of the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier sh- the show, uh, uh, Kari Skolgod. Skolgod is coming in to direct. Cleopatra, yeah, and of course, I guess the creative differences was just basically just a, it was just a red herring, just to like, you know, I just got, I just need a minute to like just work all these things out before, so then I can say I'm back to Star Wars. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't believe it because yeah. too many times have we seen these back and forth play out, and in the end, like the director walks away. So yeah, I'll believe it when I see a trailer. Yep. Yeah, but or Rogue Squadron. I believe she's all in with this Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Even though, like, if I was Patty, after the response Wonder Woman 2 had, I would walk away. <laughs> well, I think she's trying to redeem. I think she's, like, trying to redeem the franchise. Because, you know, you know, I mean, yes, it was a, a okay. I, did, I guess it did okay commercially. But, yeah, criti- you know, but I think, if folks being honest, I mean, it, it was... A huge disappointment as far as, especially after, I know we did our, our, yeah, it completely is. Completely Like, it doesn't matter if it made money or not. Like, it's a forgettable movie. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like how we did last year where we did our rewatch of it, you know, a couple weeks before and then saw that. I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember that. Just the only thing I can remember about that film is I just don't want to ever watch it again. Yeah, especially because someone made me watch it twice in a 48-hour period. Oh, gosh. 
<laughs> this okay. is why we don't do those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if the movie's bad, Will? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, and then we also have Destin Daniel Cretton is returning to write and direct a sequel to Marvel's Chang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and an additional series set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Disney Plus. Yeah, he got the he got the he got the uh, Coogler deal. <laughs> I just I'm so I'm I'm getting at a point where I'm just I'm tired. I'm tired of these prequels, these spin-off series and everything. I mean, we've managed to have some really great television shows come out of these properties. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that a successful movie should automatically get a like their own universe tv show deal like i mean at least wait to see how wakanda does and then and then go from there but like you're you're jumping the gun real quickly yeah and even speaking of wakanda i mean with black panther too i mean you know god rest his soul you know we had a tragic loss of, of chadwick but even you know but even beyond that now with all the stuff going with Letitia Wright and her injuries on the set and then back and forth about her vaccination status and Mel's even, I don't know how serious this is or not, but I know according, you know, according to Twitter today, you know, she's thinking about like backing off of the, you're, you're right. I mean, it's just maybe, maybe we just need to like slow down um, or, or maybe if they do give these, directors another project in the mcu maybe flesh out some other characters or something instead of necessarily being tied to the to the property that they that they they were originally with uh, you know, yeah 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 it, i don't i don't know it's just it's it and i and maybe i have a bad taste in my mouth because we see this from dc all the time mm-hmm and so even though it's Marvel doing that, I'm still like, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't. Yeah. don't make promises you can't keep. Don't right. do it. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, or, to, or another concern is, too, just I, I, I know we love these properties and stuff, but, I mean, you, you do have to begin to wonder, will we reach a saturation point where it's just like it, it, it becomes repetitive or, or just, just too much? Of, of or the multiverse just isn't fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it feels like a cash grab or, or whatever. And it's just, yeah. And and I mean, that leads perfectly into our next, our last bit of news is that Colin Farrell has officially signed on to star in and executive produce a series spinoff of the Batman in which he would play the Penguin. And yet we still haven't even seen the Batman. Yeah, and they already have another spinoff based on Gotham PD. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, it's ridiculous. All of these spinoffs, it's it's like, okay, I can see from one angle, maybe it's just all hype. You know, mm-hmm. it's all trying to get fans excited for the movie. And I'm like, did, did he see the numbers that trailer did? I mean, I know Spider-Man No Way Home trailer kicked ass, but yeah. the Batman, when that dropped, gee, dear Lord. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just, I don't know. I, I don't, when one studio does it, it's funny because I love picking on DC and Warner Brothers, but with Disney doing it, I'm like, I'm like, 
<laughs> trying to be the older sister. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way they do business. That's not the way we do business. Okay. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and again, yeah, and it, it does. Like, it, yeah, it does you know? I think you know, back to my point. Does it begin to dilute the product if you just put so much out there? I mean, it, because inevitably. One of these prop, one you know, some of these things are are going to flop. I mean, it's just you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. either creatively they're just not going to click, or mm-hmm. um, or we've just, seen the we've seen it a thousand times. times. And they still yeah. doesn't understand the way time works. Exactly. It's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I jump the gun on that one? Did just, I? A, just a little bit. Just a little Did bit. Did I jump over the well too soon? Uh, uh, <laughs> that well wasn't even there. <laughs> but but I but I think you're you're spot on because when we were talking Batwoman this season, mm-hmm. with all of the second the the second rate versions of these villains characters that we know about, well now you're telling me not only are we getting the Batman in March with the penguin. Catwoman and some other villain that I can't think of. Oh, uh, Riddler. But we also got the show going on with all those second-rate villains. And now we're going to have a spin-off series with the Penguin. And it's just like, okay, Batman overload. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. and, and And it makes it harder because we get what they're trying to do on Batwoman. Mm-hmm. But they're just they're they're drenching it so much in the lore that it's it is oversaturation because we're already getting that lore in so many other places. Yeah, thank goodness for Blue Beetle. Finally, somebody different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, if they allow him to shine, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So then, on that note, we can figure out how time works finally. And talk about the flash. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> So I've been looking forward to this week to talk about the flash. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, because you have to talk about it with me and you know how over this I am. Um yeah. so he, so here's my thing. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spew my, my guts out here. I was very confused mm. because the last like I know everybody got hyped at the end of the last episode when when he goes into the future yeah but then it turns out he kind of didn't necessarily go into the future he kind of went into an alternate version of the future because what because thon had yep. also done something in the past and created a reverse flashpoint right okay yeah Right, which is better, yeah, which is better than better than the better than the Savitar Flashpoint. Sure, sure, will sure, sure it was. I don't. I know, I know you're over the, the Flash, but I gotta say, I I re- this week for the first time in a in a very long time, I was actually excited to watch the show again because I think with Armageddon minus the you know, I'll get to the issues I have, but I think you you you. Even putting on the rundown. I want to start off positive with this show this week. So, I, I the, having the reverse flashpoint, having very, you know, having the, the true like flip the script. Yes, not only did I, not only did I like 
changed everything, including me being struck by lightning. I actually finished a job that I intended to do that night to begin with, which was to kill you. And, 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 and so having that, having all the story beats, having the, you know, showing the, the menace of, of Wells, well, of Thawne, because I didn't mention Harrison Wells. Sorry, I, 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 I did it. They, they programmed it into me so much. <laughs> Calling Fawn Wells, I did it by mistake. But uh, but Fawn doing, uh, you know, creating the reverse flashpoint, and and you know Barry, you know Storm coming into the into the reception dinner, and like uh, you know showing I'm a show. Yeah, you know, I'm the Flash, and let me prove it to you. And you know when the, the the ring, the suit comes out, and it's the, you know the the new Reverse Flash costume and stuff, and Barry becoming that character, and and then having Barry having to you know play the play the role of of the Reverse Flash to get Damian Dark to trust him, and the, those it was fresh, it was it was exciting, it was it was some really um, great things that they did uh, to to you know, really show what the true Armageddon really was here. And, you know, and, and, and it wasn't very ending, you know, in, 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 you know, in, in the world, but it was, it was Thawne basically, again, ripping out the, the world out from under Barry. And I think, you know, and, and at its core, I mean, that's what made season one work so well was just like how, how this character, how Thawne basically manipulated the situation to, you know, set up this conf- this eternal conflict between Barry and himself. Yeah, sure. So. <laughs> work with me here. Work with me. Huh? <laughs> I um, said, work with me here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just that to me, um, I can see all everything that you you just explained, but. It it just it was rushed, honestly. It was rushed well, and it was annoying to me that Barry didn't for a second think, I don't know, maybe this person who every season has come in and tried to take me down is behind this craziness. Yeah. Um it's just that when will when will Barry learn that lesson? Like it I think the number of times in this episode is like, Barry, stop being stupid. But, you know, he figures it out. There's a speech that ends up saving the world as par course with every season, as Will likes to point out every season. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was fine. Well, I I will agree. I, I will agree with you that I think they could have just. To get to the to get to the parts where I did fast forward all fast forward to do the whole Allegra jump thing and even Ryan Choi <laughs> because yeah that was it was so uh, unnecessary to have him there yeah exactly exactly and I think to your point I will agree with you that I think they could have they they should have you, you know what would really have made this episode better deeper. for me. Now that I'm thinking about it, Will, because I think all of the parts I didn't like had to do with new team flash. I would have liked to have seen what the last three episodes like this episode be the penultimate of this whole event and it Mm -hmm. and us see it 
played out through Thawne's eyes. Yes, thank you. That's so we exactly can what see I was everything he did. Yeah. And then you have that moment. And then yep. the following week, you do the showdown. Like, as a yep. viewer, I think that would have been, you would have been more invested in the stakes as well as the true villainy that is Thawne. Mm -hmm. But right now, he's just a joke to me. Yeah. Like, he's just a joke who will always lose because every fucking season he loses. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, there's no stakes here. Yeah. So I don't know. And especially with some of the things that they were saying that reverse flash did, that would have been more interesting. Give Barry, give Grant more time to play the bad guy and see that more. But to me, it was just like, Oh, one episode, boom, boom, boom. Spend all this time with, I'm sorry, Alex, great actress, but I don't think I needed to need I didn't need that much screen time with Alex in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it just, I don't know. I, the best intentions, but, and, I, and I'm glad for Flash fans, it seemed to have worked. But yeah. for me, it just, it felt like, again, a lot of the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there, yeah, but, I, and I guess there, there was a lot of the same, but I think the way it was executed, minus the, 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 the literally the wasted minutes that they did spend on this whole Allegra Chuck uh, side plot. That, mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, at real time I said this, and even today I still ha I still had those like first season vibes as far as why I fell for this show to begin with. And I, it's just something that as a fan of the show I have been missing, and I just felt like thematically they were getting back to the things that that worked well with with the conflict between Thawne and Barry that had got that had gotten diluted in some of those in those intervening seasons uh when I think back to like season I guess five or six when um Thawne was like at Iron Heights and manipulating uh the the first version five. of Nora season five. yeah season five yeah the first version of Nora Allen um you know, I, I think you're, you're right. I think a lot, Thawne by that point had become, yeah, he had been neutered as far as a threat to me. I, I, I agree with you. But I think, and I and I completely agree, that was what, I was what you said, that I think if they had, if there were some improvements that they could have done to the, to the Armageddon, you're spot on, really showing how he created this reverse flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, he basically turned Barry into Cinderella, which mm. I snickered at. Even <laughs> until the stroke of midnight. I'm like, yeah. dude, how many fairy tales do you read? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will give it one, one thing um, that they did well, for me at least, was it was very strange for me to actually see Damien Dark work on a show. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't watch Legends. I know he was on Legends for a, for a while. Um, I understand the ties into Legend that this whole mm -hmm. thing with his daughter and everything. But yeah, he worked more in this one episode than he did all of season four of Arrow. So yeah, you know, you, you, they did some towards the end. It got a little like season four Arrow on me, but mm. he, I I've I've. I understood they they did a good job of 
changing, having Barry convince him that to help him Mm -hmm. and the motivation, like they did that very quickly and it actually worked because, um, the love of a father, like, So, and I think that's, that's what's going on with, with this whole thing is that the motivations of these characters continue to get overcomplicated. And when, when you're able to actually just simplify it, you you make the, you make the characters stronger because they're more relatable to why they're doing things. Yeah. And that's where the conflict should be. And like this thing with Wells, I'm like. I was literally thinking to myself, Will, I was like, do we know why why he hates Barry? Like, do we know? Has that ever been revealed? Like, the, the true reason why he hates Barry? Because if so, I have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a good thing for yeah. a reoccurring villain. Because yeah. that's the prime motivation. I mean, he, he, he wanted to be, he, he wants that life. I mean, I think... At- I, mean, I know in the com- there's various reasoning in the comics, uh, depending on which era of the Flash you're, you're looking at. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Eobard Thawne, it, you know, he he wants to be he wants to have that Barry Allen life and to uh, be the Flash, and and, and so you know, he, again, he created this reverse. Flashpoint to, to be the hero. Yeah. Can can he just like leave Iris out of it though for a little bit? Because it was kind of creepy to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just just in a way of brainwashing a female and essentially like implying a relationship, a sexual relationship. I was just very yeah, like it, weird it, about it, it, Yeah. <laughs> this it, isn't good. It, yeah. I mean, even beyond the age difference issue, I mean, it was still, it, it was definitely cringe. And I, and, I, and I think that, and I guess that that's why it, it, it worked for me on that level. But, you know, not only as a viewer of the, of the, of the show, but also just historically, just from, you know, from the comics as well. Uh, just the fact that this, that Eobard Fawn of all people, you know, has any kind of relations with Iris West. I mean, it's just like, ugh. but, uh, yeah, but I mean, but yeah, but you know, but I think you know, as far as looking forward to to next week's episode, of course, to your point, stakes. You know, we know how this is going to end. Thawne will get beat, defeated, but of course, it won't be the end because we, we do know that later this season, when the show returns in March, uh, Ronnie's going to show up again uh, in some form or fashion, and Eddie Thawne is also going to show up in the show as well. So. So I feel like, you know, this Armageddon reverse flashpoint thing is going to, uh, you know, it's going to obviously not. Yes, it was a five season event. And you had all these other characters coming in and it was a nice little nice tight with thing with Batwoman. And of course, obviously, you, you know, just confirming what we all know, which is that Ryan and Sophie will eventually you know, get over their their issues right now and get, become a couple. Um, but, you know the things that happen here are going to definitely reverberate through the rest of the season. It's not that they're going to come become a couple. They are married and Ryan wants to have a child. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I was just dying to get that teased. (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, well, uh, yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe now they'll be like, you know what? Well, they'll just they'll just drag it out. It's, you know, they because of what they did on the on Armageddon, they'll be like, no, we, now we, now we got to like give them more inks before we can make let them get married. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that the was CW. ten years in the future. Yeah. 10 years in the future, which again, the age difference between Thawne and Iris, like, like, I'm just, I'm thinking about, (laughs) that's the whole part of this that really bothered me was like Mm -hmm. the whole time. I'm like, I get it. It's a reverse flashpoint, but you're not in present day. You're in 10 years in the future, having this play out like my, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Why? 10 years in it, like, it's just, I, I don't know. There, yeah. There's something about it that just overcomplicated the timeline. And yeah. I was just, I was just waiting for Loki to show up and save the day, if I'm being honest, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess you said I could have just done it a year in event, uh, a year from now, or, or had, or, or present day, very, six months, like, you know? Six months, like, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Like, I, get, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of I kind of understand the plot logic where they needed Barry to feel like he had to go into the future like they needed him to get out of present day mm-hmm. because he couldn't just have been like he woke up one day and everything was different but then again it, that's what the first few episodes felt like like that's yeah. the second episode of this whole thing made me think um did i miss an episode <laughs> yeah yeah well did well what well, well and i may be mixing universes here but didn't didn't uh despero give him like a week to to basically solve everything if i recall yeah so, yeah, he, yeah. It, he he was given a week to figure yeah. out that thon was behind it and yeah. he he didn't do it in time because yeah. barry never he Barry, I don't know what Barry really thinks about Thon. You know, have you ever wondered about this? Like, dude, you have an arch nemesis. Why, why are you thinking about this man more? But then again, <laughs> Barry thinks every time he kills him, he's dead. Yes, that's <laughs> and true. Dude keeps coming back. <laughs> well, then again, Barry doesn't kill, so maybe right. that's part of the problem. Yes. Yes. Get over your moral. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Drive that, yeah. Drive that vibrating hand right through the heart. <laughs> yeah. He was going to do it to Cisco. He was going to yep. do it to Cisco. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, before I I just hate on Will's show anymore, I think we should <laughs> head over to Hawkeye. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> This is fine episode. This is my thing about Hawkeye. This is my thing about Hawkeye. It's a fine show. For whatever reason, though, am I excited to watch the the next episode? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what I, they're not doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that is making me curious about how everything is going to play out. Like, like it is a fine, well-made show. The acting is on point. I have still issues with Haley, but yeah, we'll get there. Even although we might not because everyone heard about them last week. So, but, but it's just for whatever reason, 
I'm not dying for to watch the next episode. I'm just more like, okay, all right, moving along, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. We yeah. we got our we got my girl Florence Pugh now. Thank God. Yeah. Um. Very very good intro. I I like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for a few few moments. But but yeah, it's just there's 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 nothing bad about this show in oh. the way it's being handled. I think I think the PTSD is on point. Yeah. Um. I I I like the more people talk about it, the more I start to realize that this show is a reminder that these heroes are real in this world Mm -hmm. and we're seeing glimpses of what it would be like to actually run into a superhero at a restaurant yeah or and then like the name drops so it's just it's very it's very it's very surreal to see that play out but it's just it's just there's also there's something missing where I I wish I was at a point where I was like dying to see the next episode, and I'm just not. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I I, I I'm I'm so I, I I'm with you. I, I really enjoy this series. It's 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 it's, it's an entertaining hour of, to to sit down and watch. I I like. One of the things when you when you were talking about the PTSD, mm-hmm. and I, and I was thinking about I was thinking about it as as I was making some notes for tonight. One of the one of the through lines I think that these shows post Endgame have all dealt with as a, is how these folks have dealt with grief and and loss. Yeah. Because when you think, when you think back to Wandavision, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with, with with Wanda, you know, her breakdown over Vision, Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier, you know, Buck, how Bucky and and Sam dealt with Steve and and how yeah. they how, how they approached it, Loki, um, his parents, and 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 you know, and then and I think with Loki, it was the loss. Yeah. of of his um his fate like he right. he believed this notion um of of what he was what he was destined to do and who mm-hmm. he was and in one episode they completely ripped the rug out from under under him and it was like no 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 you don't understand yeah. you're just a a pawn in this game yeah. that's all you are yep so yeah. it was more about not necessarily the grief of his parents, but more of the grief of that loss of identity. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. And yeah, because he obviously, yeah, because he obviously wasn't made his way out of being a, but also in, in a loss. Yeah, loss of identity, loss of himself, because he saw his future. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then you know, what if you know we we, we deal with Stephen Strange's loss? Yeah. Oh. And, but- you know, you know, when you bring up grief, though, the the episode of what if that I think about and I know the scene, it's still that zombie episode. And when mm. Peter Parker talks about has this has this speech mm. about being optimistic 
And, and it just dawned on me in that moment of watching that on screen of like, yeah, this is why a lot of us are gravitate to him as a character because he has lost so much throughout his life. Yet he retains this optimism of, of that's heroic in a sense. And, Mm -hmm. And and I think and I think that's going to play very much into No Way Home. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and I think you're right. I think throughout all of this Marvel content we've had this past year, they've done a very good job of having these same themes. But because the characters and the relationships are different, we're able to see different perspectives yes. on each theme. Yes. Yes. Totally. And and then and I think for you know so I think and this episode of I mean we've you know we've seen it touched on throughout Hawkeye so far mm-hmm. with you know we saw it like you know whenever Clint was watching Rogers the musical and and how they portrayed Natasha on stage you know he just like okay I'm done gotta get out is you know because you know she was kind of a spoof of her of of mm-hmm. of of the Natasha he knew. And then, and as we've, we've gone through the series, but this episode in particular, and whenever he is having that moment with, with Kate, I'm talking about the best shot that he hasn't, the shot that he didn't take. And, mm-hmm. and then we do get to those flashbacks of the time of Warmere and, and his, and to your, you know, as you rightly noted, the, the PTSD of dealing with that, and, and and also the conversations as far as like how people dealt with things that happened out of af, you know after the blip, the two blips. Right. You know that to me this to me this has been my favorite episode of this series to date because it you know it, this was the moment where you know in, in all these series we've had those episodes where I feel like okay now I'm ready now to, you know now 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 next week I am actually looking forward to like seeing the next episode because up to the up to this point i was like oh yes hawkeye you know felt like you know i I enjoyed a series but it was also you know but it was also felt like almost like uh i don't want to maybe obligation television because you know i i like i like this genre and i'm going to to follow it but like but like you said it wasn't like oh gosh i gotta like you know, really, ha- I got. I can't wait till Wednesday to watch this. And I and I remember thinking back now to Wandavision, at least until you know I, I had that evolution as well. And so for me, this was the episode now that has gotten me to that point where I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see what happens next week because of the things that they have. Obviously, you know, Yelena, Yelena, Yelena showing up. I mean, clearly, you know, you're gonna see what happens there. But I think it's the 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 the, the character beats with, with with how you know Clint talking about his loss and 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 dealing with N- Natasha, how that impacted Kate, mm-hmm. and and then and 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 what we saw what happened you know transpired on the roof, whenever she was fighting Echo and and Yelena and and, and not taking that shot and and of course all the other flash you know all the callbacks to in game with Warmere and 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 right. the music and all stuff, yeah. But yeah, so I think that's yeah. I uh, I yeah. thought that was moment was a bit forced. Well, I, it was I really like the moment when Kate is falling 
Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was very reminiscent of um, Natasha falling and the last mm-hmm. time he saw her alive. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. But then to add on top of that, the the shot not taken, I was because I'm just I'm like I, I'm replaying that scene in my mind and I'm thinking like, Yelena doesn't really have that look like she wants to out. <laughs> No, <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> and that's not what's really going on. And maybe maybe that's a problem. Yeah. Because we never actually saw him not take that shot. We were right. just told about it. Mm-hmm. And and so then you try to have that occur at the end when we know why Elena's there. It just felt forced to me where I'm like, he didn't really need to do that. Like, Elena could have dodged a bullet. Okay. We we just saw her handle herself. Yeah. Girls got game. But. Yeah. Yeah. She um, yeah she I don't adop- know. Yeah. She even adop- adopted the, uh, the s- superhero Natasha Landing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You, you best believe she, she was yeah. making fun of her after all. But I did appreciate how. Because, because for a moment, I'm just like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Clint wouldn't know. Clint, uh, because they did a very good job of moving Yelena into the Mm storyline. But not, but the characters not realizing why she was there. And, and, and it's orchestrated in a way where they're left to believe like, oh, she was clearly hired. And in a way she was like, we don't know who Kate's mom called, but she could have called Elaine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, could have been. I think that's so. probably who she did because, because I, yeah, because I think she, I think Kate's mom knows that Clint's Ronan. Well, no, no, it no. The, remember, she said on the phone, "We got a problem." Oh yeah, there's something about this case that they don't want them looking into. That's true. That's true. So, so I don't, I don't, which is stupid to me, like. It's obvious to Kate who Ronan was. Like, is anybody else paying attention around here? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and just one more point about Elena is it's funny because you were talking about grief and, and actually both Echo and Elena too. Like, mm-hmm. all four of those characters, whether it be Kate, Elena, Echo, or Clint, have all lost someone. And yep. that is why they are in this circumstance. Because Kate lost her father. Kate, um, Echo lost her father, mm-hmm. Elena lost her sister, and Clint lost Natasha. Yeah. And so, and so they've they've orchestrated it to where they're all blaming each other, blaming Hawkeye essentially. Mm-hmm. But but the the reality is is that there are other people pulling the strings. So right. so I like a lot of the dramatic irony in that fight. Um, but I think some of the some of the things were just a bit forced. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, they they were. I mean, I, you, you know, and they're trying to obviously, yeah, trying, the parallels and the callbacks definitely were were forced. I mean, it, there's, there's no there's no getting around it. But I think to your point, the way they they staged the dramatic irony of of all four of these people blaming someone else, you know, thinking someone else is responsible for X Y Z did you know does set up some good dramatic stakes moving forward and especially i mean i, I do think you know you know because the only reason why i think eleanor might be tied to maybe 
maybe have an inkling or, or a thought that maybe Ronan is Clint um, is because the, the you know the I think she wouldn't want to play her hand you know when they she had the co- this conversation with him about sending your kid and to a dangerous situation mm-hmm. you know he's like telling you know stay away you know face you know would you do that and so I just wonder if she is like because you know they're all tied to King you know basically you know I think she's tied to the underworld maybe in some way but also I think Clint I mean and of course you know Kingpin is out there pulling the strings as well and I think you know I don't know if he's going to show up in this series I think I'll probably more likely I mean, it's possible we'll get another glimpse, but it more likely, than, but it's more likely he's going to be a, a central figure in Echo, whether it's the Netflix version of Kingpin or the MCU version of Kingpin. But Kingpin is going to show up. Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in this series, yes, <laughs> some yeah. way, one way or another. So, and and then you know, when I think you know, I think back to the to the to the Rolex and and you know who who could it be that. Um, you know who, who who whose Rolex it is, and then you know I've seen some people theorizing, you know Tony Stark. Well, no, it's not Tony. You know the people I think of is either it's either Laura Barton's watch, Nick Fury's watch, or maybe Natasha's, because those are only the three people who you know. Because the fact that Clint had a family was a very closely held secret, so it's only three of those people, and you know obviously now Echo has figured it out, so. Someone tied to the underworld, whether it's Kingpin or maybe Eleanor, who because in the comics, apparently I was reading about this. Eleanor is, I think, Madame Mask, and apparently she was a underworld figure um, villain, I think, in, 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 the, in the Marvel comic, lo- comic book lore. Mm-hmm. So... So, um, so, you know, and, and clearly, you know, Ronan was taking out all the people in the underworld. So, you know, that, that's where I'm just trying to maybe try to find those connections between that and, and then working their way back to, you know, with this watch. I got shades of like Pulp Fiction there with the, this watch, this gold watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but in this case, the Rolex, you know, tying that back to, you know, to track down Martin's family so that, you know, they get some some leverage over him. Uh, And and when you think about the people, you know, and and when they say it's going to blow a lot of things up and hurt, you know, this this particular secret, I mean, I mean, the only people, you know, we know how Nick Fury loves to keep secrets. So I'm thinking, well, Nick's probably, it could be Nick, could be Laura, or so wait, so wait, so so the watch only only yeah. has Clint information about Clint's family in it. No, I th- I think yeah, or, or well, the person who held the watch knows things about Clint. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well technically, all of the Avengers knew. Whoever was in no, Avengers the- two. No, but they'll you know what? This only- isn't really a job for us, Will, because there are some insane people online who I'm sure am yeah. going through frame by frame of Endgame right now, seeing but, who's wearing a watch. No, but there's <laughs> only, but here's the thing. Only no, the thing is prior. No one, none of the other Avengers, only Natasha and Nick knew that prior to 
Ultron that, that Clint had a family. Yeah. So when was the watch lost? Well, that's that's the that's I the thought it was lost. I thought they said it was lost during Endgame, like it was found yeah. in the rubbish. It was, but I mean, but it was an Avengers compound in the rubbage. But you know, you know, one of the other Avengers. I mean, I mean, I mean Will, I do not try to reverse flashpoint me right now. <laughs> okay, I can't take it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to think of whose watch it could be, and I think the three candidates are either is Nick. Natasha's or Laura Barton. Okay. Um, I am going to laugh if it's none of them. Yeah. And it probably is none of them. It's probably Steve Rogers. I, I, the one that you keep throwing out to me, and I'm like, that's coming out of left field. What why would Laura how would Laura's watch get into that compound? And also it looked like a very masculine watch. I'm just like, how is it Laura's watch? It could have been her father's you're confusing me, but <laughs> stupid watch, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's not Tony Stark's. I mean, I, I think it's, I don't think it's Tony's. Yeah, it could be Bruce's. Yeah, it could be Bruce. But Bruce, but he, but, well, yeah, yeah, I guess he's like keeping it in the Avengers compound. So when I Hulk out, I don't, my, my Rolex doesn't get lost. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of people at, at Avengers compound during that final thing. So there could yeah. have been a lot of watches, but. You know, Nick Fury seems like the most logical point at this point. Um, I, if, if it's Laura Barton's, I'm going to be like, damn it, Will. <laughs> How did you figure that out? Well, she knows. Right. I mean, cause I, Before yeah, cause she knows that Clint was wrong. Yeah, so. Okay. I mean, she, yeah, she knew. I mean, Laura knows about his his time that how he dealt with things during the blip. So. I mean that that's that's why I, I think it's possible that she she's aware of of it and that maybe it was maybe it was Clint's and he just kept it there at the compound. Yeah, it could have been it could have been Clint's, but I don't know. And before Will creates like five other MCU timelines, I think we're gonna head out of here because my brain can't <laughs> take it. And on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.